Hey friends, welcome back to the Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today we're talking with my beautiful friend, Leilani Clark. Leilani is a certified mental health coach who has certifications in Kundalini Yoga, breathwork, and stretch bodywork. She has taught over 500 hours and is currently working on completing a master's degree in yoga therapy, which is like a 1,200-hour clinically supervised program that combines both allopathic medicine and yogic philosophy and application. And today we're going to hear from her about how she got on this journey to where she is at today and how these offerings came about. And we're also going to get to hear a little bit about her peaceful partner coaching program. I'm super excited for you guys to get to meet her and I can't wait to hear all of the story details. Let's get into it, shall we? All right, my friends, I told you I had my beautiful friend Leilani Clark in here today, and I am super stoked for you guys to get to hear from her. Leilani, thank you for coming on and talking with our talking with me and letting our listeners get to meet you and hear all about you. I appreciate you being on. Let's see here. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just want to say thank you, Jess, for the opportunity to come on to picture it and just to have a, this opportunity for a really beautiful, authentic uh, conversation. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for holding space. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so now we have had the opportunity to talk before in a couple of Zoom meetings that we do with the um, Lady Hustlers group that we're both in. And I know, I know that you do some amazing things um, with the yoga. So you do yoga and then mental health. It's kind of like, and I think we said this when we talked before, like, the the eastern medicine meets western medicine meets modern day like energy stuff like i love it absolutely love it so i'm excited for everybody listening in to get to learn about all of this that you offer but i'm also being selfish here and excited to hear about how you got started in it and how this all came about um because typically when there's someone is doing something super cool that mm -hmm. has different facets that come in and make this amazing like poof thing. <laughs> it's usually because they have some sort of a story that's evolved and, and became that, like grew that little baby. So I want us to jump right on in here. Um, I know that in your notes that you said that um, you had a couple of different challenges um, with your physical body and how that impacted your mindset, um, your personal power, that kind of thing. So I want to hear about all of that, and I want to hear if, if that journey is what brought you to where you're at today and how you're offering things. So with that in mind, feel free to start wherever you want to and share the details, girlfriend. <laughs> right on. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you are spot on. Um, you know, there was definitely quite a bit of a journey in this uh, birthing of uh, a coaching program. <laughs> And it actually started when I was 17. So, um, so imagine if you will, high school student already accepted into university, straight A's, uh, you know, officer in, in extracurricular programs, had an after school job, was going to community college because I was actually already finished like all my high school creds, right? But I still had to like walk across the stage, you know? So, right. <laughs> and boom, like literally with a bam, like um, I drop a tray. 
uh, so I was a waitress and was carrying a tray of food out to a table <clears throat> and literally time stood still or went into slow motion as I looked at the into the eyes of my boss behind the counter and this tray of food without any control just fell right out of my hand and I lost complete feeling on the right side of my body as mm -hmm. quickly as you could like snap your fingers there it went Wow. <clears throat> and um, the next nine months was uh, a bit of a medical experiment. <laughs> As dozens of doctors tried to figure out what had happened and where this paralysis came from and identify and try to cure, right? Like they were applying all what the knowledge that they had, right, come from steroid injections to identifying it as MS or fibromyalgia or epilepsy. They didn't have any idea, right? Everyone, everyone was guessing. Right. And, um, you know, they, over the course of nine months, I got put on uh, upwards of 100 medications and uh, was poked and prodded and scanned and all kinds of things. <laughs> And at the end of the day, nothing had changed, right? I was still paralyzed. Right. And all along the way, I was I was still 17, so I was a minor in the US, and which meant that my parents had to be involved in my treatments or at least in these seeing of doctors, right? Right. And and here I was <laughs> doing all kinds of research on my own, right? Trying like feeling into what I was feeling and based on that, doing research and you know, printing out documents and printing out studies and taking this pile of paperwork with me to the doctor's office, you know, it, it like, here, I can make a contribution, you know, like, do I get a say, right? And what came back? more often than not was that I wasn't even ever acknowledged in those interactions. Uh, most of the doctors didn't even speak to me. They would speak to my mom. Uh, they would talk about me as if I wasn't even in the room. Um, and there was this very uh, sense of disinvolvement, right? Of like, well, invisible, that I, right? That I was completely invisible. That that what I was trying to advocate for in my body, right, was uh, n not worth their time, right? And. Um, But greater than that, right? So we, so we've been on this journey. My, you know, my parents and family and everybody, and my mom in particular, because she was the one that was going with me to all the appointments. And the turning point, though, was that after all these months of research and advocating for a naturopath, and you know, my body rejecting all these medications, all these procedures, 
literally having no change or even in some cases actually uh, becoming worse, right? We went in for a follow-up appointment with the rheumatologist to uh, do a follow-up on the blood work that he'd run. And he pulled my mom up to his desk and he said to her, your daughter's got a rare blood disease. She's going to need a blood transfusion every six months for the rest of her life. And my mom looked at me. Best answer, but still an answer. <laughs> right. And she looked at the rheumatologist and she said, I think my daughter has a different plan for her life. Thank you very much. <laughs> amazing. That is so amazing. And she completely embraced us going to a naturopath after that. Mm -hmm. And that process at 17 taught me a whole lot of lessons, but some of them, um, some of them also relate to our experience as um, just becoming aware of cultural beliefs, right? Cultural programming, social norms, what we normalize uh, and whatnot, right? And one of those things that I grew up with uh, being in a the family that I was in um, was the belief that the doctor knows best, right? This right. Uh, this placement of power and authority, right? And um, and from my experience as that seventeen year old girl, what I have came to realize then and have come to realize over the years, right, is that we're all human, right? That And that no other human knows more about your body than you. 100,000%. Right? And that's not at any, I don't want it to be mistaken, right, at any point. Um, that's not to discount the extensive amount of training that health professionals go through. Right? right, but they can only share the knowledge that they've been exposed to. Right, right. right? And, and we have so much time to go off of that course. Exactly. I, I wanna tell you, I'm totally gonna to butt in here really quick. Please. Um, so I have had health issues since we moved from Arizona to Utah six years ago mm -hmm. and could not figure out what it was. My husband was like, you need to go to the doctor. You're either going through menopause or you got a brain tumor. Like something is wrong with you. <clears throat> and it took me six years. I am on my 10th doctor because I will advocate for myself. I will ask questions. I will do my own research. And if they can't meet me in the middle, I understand. I've had doctors tell me, no, I didn't learn that in, in medical school. That's too woo woo for me. I don't do that. And yeah. they'd be like, like, can you meet me in the middle? And right. like, let's find a course to do stuff together. Right. Um, I've had doctors tell me that I was just fat. And if I lost weight, my symptoms would go away. Well, guess what? It was hypothyroidism into Hashimoto's into thyroid cancer. That doesn't just go away because you're fat or lose weight. <laughs> Right, right. So I 1,000% understand, like I understand, but also don't understand because I understand being a woman with a health issue 
and the doctor's not listening to you and thinking that they know and understand what's going on in your body better than you do. And I don't understand because I cannot imagine how that felt as a minor with someone else in charge of making your decisions and feeling that way. So kudos to you, amazing human being, and kudos to your mama for finally taking your side and being like, shut up, sit down. Like, I'm, I'm like here for it. So I, I totally get it. And you're right. Like, you know, the doctors, the, the people in the medical field, they go through a lot of training. They do do a lot yeah. of stuff, yeah. but they can only share so much. They can only give their opinions about so much without getting worried about getting in trouble. And they only right. have so much time to invest yeah. in helping each individual, depending on what their workload is and how burnt out they are on stuff. So I get it. 100%. Right. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to put those kudos in them for you and tell you what well. I understand. <laughs> Thank you, Jess, for sharing, you know, because this is such a common, it's such a common reality, right? And, 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 well, I want to circle back to something in particular that you said a little bit later on, but like, you know, right now, it's so important that we learn to trust ourselves, right? And, and that, you know, uh, it sounded like from your journey, you also probably took time to like track your symptoms to relate to like, okay, I did this activity and this is how I felt afterwards. Like I used to be able to eat X, Y, Z or do X, Y, and Z. And this was the result. And now I'm getting this feeling. And that's the first thing I do every time. What have I eaten in the last week? Have I changed any of my lotions, my, my hair care, my skin care, my toothpaste, right. my, right. did they change the formula of my mouthwash? Like what, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. And so, and doing that, like we can very confidently advocate for ourselves because we can start, we start to have a really acute awareness about what's happening. Right. And what's triggering or what's not triggering. And, and from there, that becomes really invaluable. And that was the kind, I mean, I had logs of this kind of information, right? Because I was like, because <laughs> here I was, I mean, just I couldn't, like, I couldn't not take a shower uh, without pain. Uh, and what I mean by pain, like when I would turn the water faucet on, it would feel like knives were going through my body, right? Like the water, the shower of water faucet, right? Like that's how sharp and how frayed, how sharp the water felt and how frayed my nerves were, right? And how exposed they were to, uh, at the skin level. Right. And so, you know, putting clothes on, like, was i mean i i'd just be in tears the whole day like it like breathing hurt right like i couldn't go outside in the wind you know i mean there was a lot <laughs> of pain happening in addition to the fact that like i had to now i was a high school student so i had to learn how to write left-handed you know because right, cause, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like great this is what i wanted to do last semester of high school is figure out you know how to write left handed, which, you know, like, I'm so super glad I did because it stuck with me. And so, you know, it's been helpful 
Right. As life has, you know, has gone on. A party trick to be able to. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I still can't hold chopsticks, so I'm left-handed. I can't do that, but, like, I can write (laughs) left-handed. Love that. Well, I didn't mean to sidetrack you, so your mom spoke up for you and was like, yeah, no, have a seat. And so what happened after that? So we ended up going to a naturopath. Um, We tackled the nervous system through nutrition by balancing the the overall human body with uh, vitamin and enzyme levels. And within six weeks, I made enough progress to be able to like shake somebody's hand, right? Which was transformational because that was... um, Body touch, contact, being able to move. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, um, and that happened the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. That, um, being able to do that. And so I had six weeks to get to school in order to not have to push out university for another, for another whole semester. Right. And so I was very clear with this naturopath. I'm like, I know this is what you see. I can't move like half my body. I get, I get that. Okay. I trust me. I'm living it. Right. But I'm going to university in January. So what do we need to do? Right. And I was very clear with him. And, um, so we made a plan, right. And he was like, you have to hit these milestones. If you hit these milestones, you can be released to go under supervision. And I was like, deal. Like, you, you know, right, you let's do this. perfect. <laughs> let's do this. Right? right. Um, and so that was, so then I got released and because of where, because I'd already tested out of stuff and because I'd been taking courses or whatever, I actually, uh, ended up graduating university in line with the rest of my crew, like no, didn't skip a beat there. So that, that was felt good on my side, right? Right, right. It was a nice blessing to have. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the lesson that I learned in that particular part of all of this was that when we get clear in our mind what we really want to achieve, right, then it's a matter of working backwards and demystifying the steps, right? Because the process moves in from goal of like etherical goal, right? <laughs> to like, ooh, yay, right. right? Like it's very intangible, but a goal, right? And we have it in our head and we're like, oh, I don't need to write it down, right? I got this, right? But you kind of do. And yeah. it's really helpful when you do because then you can actually take action, right? right? And, and we can take practical actions and bring that goal into the tangible world, right? And um, that was really helpful for me to learn at a really young age. (laughs) Um, You know? Yeah, it's kind of like, it helps you manifest it, right? When you write it down, I like to write stuff down and then I say it in affirmations for myself so that I can have that be a focus to do the steps to try right. to tackle because you know it's like 
I don't know how to explain it. It's um, I, I did a stint for several years in a religious community. I'll just leave it at that. And one of the things that we talked about was that, you know, you could pray to God and you could ask for these blessings and you could ask for his help, but you were still expected to do your part to make that thing happen. Right. And I always loved that. And I was like, you know, technically that applies to whatever you believe in. If you believe in the universe, higher power, Buddha, you know, Catholic, Mormon, Jewish, like whatever it is that you believe in, it's the concept is still the same. You can put it out there and be thinking about it and be asking for it, but there is still a certain amount of work that you have to do yourself to make it happen. A hundred percent. Right. And that's, I mean, and, and when we apply that to yogic terms and philosophy, right? Like this is all about <clears throat> recognizing that we're energetic beings and that, th that those action steps all start with thoughts, which all are energetic vibrations. Yes. Right. And so when we acknowledge that that's our starting point, that what you think matters, what you say matters, what you, the actions you take matter, right? And then manifesting doesn't seem so woo-woo, right? Because right. it's actually <laughs> science-based, right? Um, it actually is dependent upon who we are as, as humans living in this plane of existence, right? Like, right, yeah. So no, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with fun. that. That's fun. I love that. Okay, well, so working with this naturopath, you got to the milestones that you needed to get to be released, to be able to continue yeah. on your journey and stuff. Yeah. Did they end up telling you what was wrong and what happened? And are you all better now? Has it come back? Like, you have to do things a certain way to make sure it doesn't come back? Like, are you on full lifetime maintenance mode? Like, <laughs> what's going on with that part? <laughs> sure. So, um, oh, well, over the next 20 years, what would have had, what happened is that I had three more episodes of paralysis, right? <clears throat> and, um, and these experiences each gave me opportunities to reconnect with more deeply with my body, right? Um, you're like, oh, and, crap, here we go again. <laughs> right. And each time it happened, right. I was actually living in a different city, so I didn't have the same resources as I had previously had in the episode that, you know, whenever the previous episode had happened. Right. And these were typically years apart from each other. So it wasn't, you know, at one time I got life, you know, medevaced out of a whole other country, like, <laughs> Oh. quite some fun experiences that, that will be episode two okay right. <laughs> simplified version here is there were three other episodes <laughs> oh my goodness were they all were they all triggered by something or so um what i have come to understand is that this was how my body processed trauma right okay. so I would do, I would go deeper into my studies or I would witness something, right? And it would bring back up in me trauma that hadn't been processed, right? And then my body would shut down, right? Literally. So as you uh, were feeling and going through stuff, you'd hit a new layer and it would trigger it and be yep. like, gotcha. 
Yep. Amazing how the body works that way, isn't it? I know. She's like, oh, you're not going to stop? Oh, well, I got this. <laughs> let, me help you, let me help you dig a little deeper. Right, exactly, right? So, um, yes. And so, but the last episode um, of Paralysis, um, I was finally at a point where, in addition to having a chiropractor and an acupuncturist, right? Those had kind of always been in my wheelhouse for helping me along the way. Um, <clears throat> now I had an amazing massage therapist and I had a yoga therapist. Okay. And um, those two individuals in particular did amazing work right and uh with me and i would dare to say life-changing by the look on your face oh yes life-changing <laughs> yeah. life-changing work. Life work yes a hundred percent um and you know as the universe would have it uh the massage therapist was also a kundalini yoga teacher right not practicing she had done the training for her own healing and so I had no way of knowing that she was uh, a yoga teacher, a, a, a kundalini yoga teacher at that, right. um, without having gone through this experience, right? And, and, and I mentioned that because the 20 years of experience that I'd had with yoga throughout this whole process, right, um, started when I was in India, um, and it had been... And for more or less the equivalent of Hatha yoga, right, as, as identified in Western culture, right? And so... For those that don't know, it's hot yoga. Uh, right? So, not so much. So hot yoga is a aspect of Hatha yoga. Um, and like vinyasa is a part of Hatha yoga. So all of the okay. really active um, yoga forms. Okay that we practice in the West would have qualified under what my practice looked like. Okay. So I had <laughs> never been exposed to um, Kundalini before until my massage therapist, right? And so Kundalini yoga is all about sitting in stillness, right? And so there's movement, there's meditation, but it's also really unpacking your anxiety, your depression, your traumas, and doing it in a way that honors where your body is, right? And um, there's sound healing that's part of Kundalini. Uh, and so this is where I started to work with the gong and Understanding, I had already had a pretty in-depth understanding of the subtle muscles of my body. Right. <laughs> and them not working. Um, so, but, but like coming into relationship with being able to control the subtle muscles of my body, right? right. And understand the balance between the minor muscles and the major muscles, right? And understanding the functionality of the joints and how they differ and why they differ and what that how that impacts how we move in our bodies right right and so 
that's when my, so back in 2012 was when that journey uh, started to be integrated, right? And then by 2018, I had finished enough, I had finished the requirements to then go on and apply uh, into the pro, master's program for becoming a yoga therapist, right? Because there was no way I could contain this miracle, right? Like, really, because for decades, I had been told by doctors around the world, literally, <laughs> that I was not going to walk again, right? And, and each episode, and so each episode that happened, I was like, I got more confident in being like, Honey, you don't know this soul. Right. <laughs> this soul's on her own journey. Like, now, bouncing around and dancing around while you're talking and sharing your story. I'd be like, hmm, eat a eat a butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, right. And so like that was really a way for me to continue to have the lesson of reclaiming my power, right? And being able to walk back in to those doctor's offices for my follow-up appointments when literally I had been carried in on a stretcher and they like jaw dropped, right? And literally being able to train for marathons and long distance bike rides and successfully completing all of them, right? And, you know, and had I not listened to my intuition, I'd been in a wheelchair. I'd right. been in a hospital bed with a needle in my arm and has my body fought with integrating new blood every six months. And so I don't know if you've ever had much exposure to what blood transfusions look like on a long-term basis, but- Only on TV. Okay. <laughs> Not the most fun. Right. right. Yeah, right. no. Lots yeah, of I... things go wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know that I go give blood, like I have to go get <laughs> my you. blood drawn to check my thyroid uh, right. medication levels and my hormone levels. I'm only a year out from surgery, so we're still getting all that stuff fine-tuned. So okay. I have to go get my blood taken out quite often. And yeah, it is not fun. I no. come home sometimes and I'm all breathed Exhausting. up. Exactly. I, I had a lady one time, and this is kind of off topic, but it kind of fits. I had a lady one time, we went in for a blood draw. And um, there's like, you know, four ladies in the, the station area where they have me sitting and this yep. gal comes over. I say young gal because she's younger looking than I. So I, she was like the age of my daughter, I thought. So she comes over and she's trying to get the, you know, vein to do whatever. And I always look away because I don't like needles. And right. I don't like, I'm right there watching with you. them being inserted into my skin. Mm -hmm. So I no. always look away and just breathe and talk and right. And then all of a sudden she goes, I need some help here. And I look over and the needle's hanging out of my arm. And she's just like, eh, I can't find the vein. It keeps rolling. I need some help. So one of the older lady comes over and is like, yeah, if you blew the vein on that one, we're going to have to do the other arm. And I was just like, oh, I shouldn't have looked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I switched to the other arm. And um, and I just told her, I was like, okay, you do it. Don't let her near this arm. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she did it. And then they're like, you look really pale. Do you need like, do you need like something to eat or drink or something? Are you okay? And I was like, 
yeah, I'm fine. I just need to sit here for a couple of minutes. But apparently I lost so much color because they freaked my shit out so bad. They wouldn't <laughs> let me go out into the parking lot no. with my husband walking. They wheeled me out in a wheelchair. And my husband's out there like, I thought you were just getting your blood drawn. Right. I was like, oh, they blew one arm and had to go to the other arm. And I don't know, I can't walk now. <laughs> So that's yeah. my experience of blood stuff. <laughs> exactly. But in, in that experience, right? Like, you know, you only get two arms to choose from, right? I mean, right. And right. Well, and if they mess it up and then, like you said, your body having to fight with adjusting to absorbing somebody exactly. else's blood platelets, right. whatever comes with all of that, like. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, yeah. And had I, I track you, sorry. No. <laughs> you know, and, and again, like, had I not listened to in my intuition, mm-hmm. right? That's what who knows mean. where it'd be, right? But that's certainly what one of the possibilities, right? That crossed my path as a potential of where I could have been. Right. Um, right. And, and it's pretty interesting when we, realize the power of our decisions right and um you know whether we're talking about personal choices that we make or choices that we make for our business right like it's all it's all very interrelated right and it all really comes down to being able to claim our power you know, aligning our clarity with our thoughts, our words, and our actions, right? Really trusting our intuition. And all of that is a really maybe outline way of saying being authentic, right? Like I had to do what was best for me, right? And and I can, I'm the only one that knew that answer even though I was dependent upon others for insight, right? Right. You had to be super intentional with yourself. I did. I really did. You know, um, so. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love how that all came together for you. Um, Obviously, it was not an easy journey. But like I said at the beginning of this, there's whenever something amazing is put on the table, this is what I have for you. And this is what it can do. And this is how we do it. I always know it's like, okay, you went through hell and back somehow in one way, shape or another to be able to get to a point where you figured out how to do some stuff for yourself, if not most stuff, and realized that there was a need for other people to be able to have that same kind of opportunity. Um, I'm that way with like the medical medium information that I used throughout my journey. I absolutely love talking and sharing about that because I'm like, if it helps just one person get it in front of their face where they take a look at it and either say, yeah, I want to look into this more or no, then, then I have done my job in sharing something that could possibly help someone else. Exactly. Their journey. So um, I, I totally see that in how this all came about for you. And I love that you didn't just be like, yep, nope, it's okay. It's okay. You totally embraced it and are working for it. So I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Okay. And, and I had to giggle about the hot yoga, the hot yoga, thinking it was hot yoga. I've only been, and this will probably make you laugh. 
I've only been to one like for real yoga class that was mm-hmm. held at a studio or at a gym. I think it was a gym. And that was with my friend Vanessa from Arizona. And we went and she regularly practiced yoga. Okay. I did not. I did it once in a while, like 10 minutes on my phone app at home. <laughs> and I went and did that yoga class with her. I want to say it was like 45 minutes. Yeah. We went and did it. And I went home and I like walked in the house and I laid down and I slept for like six hours. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is so intense. Um, but I, I, I love yoga and I love that there's, I understand that there's different aspects to it and what it does. Yeah. I know for myself personally, I just love how it makes me feel. I have a yeah. hard time with meditating and quieting my mind, but yeah. I can go and do yoga stretches that make me feel my body feel good and I can focus on my breathing while I'm doing it. And that gives me a little bit of quiet time. Yeah. I know that what you're doing is way more intense than that. (laughs) We all have different starting points, right? And acknowledging that is really, really important to be like, where right now where I'm in in my life, like you need to move. Cool. You need to move intentionally in ways that take you away from looking at a computer screen or, you know, and, you know, strengthening other areas of your body, right? Like that's what you need in your life right now. Cool. Right. right. Like, I'm like, I want to be the 80 year old. It's like still all hoo-hoo because right? she did like 10 minutes of yoga every day for her. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I could do that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. So keeping with that stuff aside. So um, if you would, as we get ready to wrap up, I, I sure. love this story. Um, a couple of things. You said there was something that, that you wanted to touch on, come back around to touch on from my comments earlier. And then I also want for you to explain to everybody listening exactly what it is that you do and who you do it for. Because even though I did your introduction, I always say I'm not going to be able to explain it as well as the person who does it themselves can actually explain it, so. Aww. well, <laughs> thank you, Jess. Um, no, the, the comment that I wanted to circle back around to was th- that you mentioned about, you know, making sure that we are advocates for ourselves, right? And, um, and so like, that's such an important part of health journey. Uh, I always say, don't be afraid to fire a doctor. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And and that goes back to like retaining our power, right? Reclaiming our power, acknowledging that the interactions that we have with people, regardless of uh, where they are, on society's pedestals right right um that none of them are you right so advocate for yourself so that's what i wanted to circle back around to so (laughs) um (laughs) and as far as uh, the mental health coaching program goes so it's called the peaceful partner and it is my uh, mental health coaching program, and, and it's designed specifically for lawyers um, to take them from a state of overwhelm to a position of confidence. And the reason why I am advocating for that p- 
particular group of individuals is because uh, one of the roles that I had professionally while all of this other stuff was going on was uh, I was also a university professor and then um, uh, transitioned into corporate legal uh, writing contracts, negotiating contracts for governmental agencies and um, medical and private sectors, right? So it when I talk about being authentic, like this is what being authentic in my business looks like for me, being able to take this training that I've done as a legal professional. I studied international humanitarian law and microfinance, right? And blend that into my health journey, right? And because I understand the long hours, I... <laughs> yeah, right. it's part like, of the journey. <laughs> I get the insomnia, I get the problems, right? Like I get the reality of what it takes to be there for your clients, right? And so we work uh, on this in the program. So we go from exploring um, epigenetics and how beliefs impact our behaviors. Uh, we then look at emotional intelligence and how emotions impact our interactions with ourselves and others. And then we work with the vagal tone, right? And, and we really get to start to understand how the nervous system is impacted by our beliefs and our emotions and how we can tap into our nervous system to shift our emotional states. And that's just the foundation level of the program, right? So then we go into I like- It's the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense because it's gotta be a strong foundation to prepare for what's coming. <laughs> that's right. That's right, 100%. So then we go into alignment and we work on skills of uh, strength and flexibility and balance, not just in the physical body, but also in that uh, mental health realm. So how do we increase flexibility in the courtroom? How do we strengthen our confidence in the courtroom? How do we bring balance to our emotional states when we're triggered by something either uh, by a colleague or in the courtroom, depending on if you're litigation or uh, not, right? And, um, and then the third phase of the Peaceful Partner Coaching Program is where we start to develop sustainable habits around nutrition, communication, and time management so that we're really building routines that integrate self-care practice well after our time together. Uh, okay. Is this, so I know that you said that your focused people for this is lawyers. Does yeah. that include people that are going to school to be lawyers? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. I, like, mm -hmm. My girl, shout out to my girl, Vanessa, if she listens to this episode, which I think she does. Oh, no. um, I know she's listened to all the other ones. So, um, but I'll definitely make sure that she does listen to this episode. Cause I think that she might, she is going to school. Um, she loves yoga. She loves working out. She loves running. She loves riding her bike, walking her dogs. Um, she did some fitness competitions at one point awesome. for a while. It was, yeah, it was so awesome. It, it was really fun to get to see her on her journey and she is going to be a lawyer. So cool. definitely make sure she connects with you to learn more about this. Awesome. That would be fantastic. A heads up, I'm coming. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, I love that. No, no problem. Um, do you have any 
any resources or anything that you offer for people that are not in that industry, that are not in school for lawyers or being lawyers, but where they could still kind of get a start on working on some of this stuff? Absolutely. And so um, as we can do a couple of different things, we can do um, yoga therapy sessions, right? And so that is where we work specifically on a whole range of topics that can be um, perhaps an individual received a medical diagnosis that is fatal, right? And um, maybe they have anxiety about what that journey looks like, right? Or having a fear of death, um, not having aspects of that are quote unquote in order, right? Either emotionally or even physically, right? So we can uh, collaborate, I can collaborate with their medical team and um, help them ease that journey as far as uh, improving vitality, increasing energy to, to the extent possible in increasing ways that they advocate for themselves so that their wishes are honored, right? Um, boost of confidence and intentional empowerment. Right. Yeah. And, and the ease of not of coming to a place where there's not fear in the transition. Right. Um, and so we do, we can do work around that. Uh, I work with individuals that have diabetes, that have high blood pressure, uh, that are, um, that have cancer, um, that, are working through, <clears throat> are in recovery from um, substance abuse or alcoholism, right? But are still uh, processing through the with maybe the withdrawals of not having those substances in their life. Yep, and the traumas that that triggered those behaviors in the first place, and then um, individuals that experience sexual trauma. Um, or childhood uh, adversity can all uh, work with me through the yoga therapy. So. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that. I'll make yeah. sure that I have um, the information about your peaceful partner coaching program in the episode details. And then I'm also going to have your links for where you like to be contacted at. Awesome. Um, I would love to hear if you have any, like a parting thought a parting inspirational quote or thought, whatever it might be that you want to leave the listeners with today. I know off the top, right? That's okay. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I think I would say above all is that your authenticity is true to you, right? So shine your light, be your extra, be you. Like you're the only one that can be you, right? And so... Um, and this world needs you to be you. So define your own box. And if it's a upside down triangle with a snowman, go for it, right? <laughs> right? Like, yes. it's, it, you know, whatever shape it is, like, it's great. It's beautiful. Uh, don't forget that. I love that. And you guys... We're going to end on that because can't top that. That was beautiful, Leilani. Thank you. So thank you again for being here. You guys, thank you for listening in. 
make sure, as I said, I'm going to put all of her information in the episode details. Make sure you go check everything out, get connected with her, get on those resources, connect with her on social media, get, get in that coaching program, get those resources to do the yoga therapy. Um, it's not going to hurt you. If anything, it's just going to help you, as she said, and give you back your power. So thank you for listening in. Leilani, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you so much, Jess. I so appreciate it. Uh, no problem. It's the pleasure is all mine. I am so thankful that you wanted to come on. And listeners, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X.